Good evening, everyone. How is everyone this evening? We are here uh, back at Cardec Radio, and today we're talking about will and goodwill. The, this is a six-part series on healing. So we're going to be talking about a lot of different things that has to do with the healing process of um, mental, emotional, physical um, ailments. But today we're going to really concentrate on the topic of will and goodwill. Last week we talked about why the afflictions. So last week we talked about um, why do we get ill? Why are we sick? Is there such determinism in which people will be born ill? Some people will get ill at a different time of their lives. What brings us uh, different illnesses? Can we do anything about it? So if you haven't watched last week's session, uh, you know, the talk, please do so. It was, it's every, every Monday at 7 p.m. I'll be here for the next five weeks as well. Anyway, so today we talk about, on the healing series, we're going to talk about will and goodwill. And you are all welcome to leave comments, questions, links, anything. We can make this um, interactive. Will and goodwill. Who knows the difference? Because when we are talking about the whole healing process of our bodies and our soul, um, we need to want something. Uh, it's easier. I always ask people, is it easier to help people who need help or people who want help? Think about it. Is it easier to help someone who needs it or someone who wants it? Now the answer seems obvious, but it isn't. In reality, it's easier to help those who want help, not necessarily who need help. Because a lot of people who need anything, they may not admit that they need. They may not even be aware of what they need. That is why it's so difficult to impose um, anything on anybody else. Even if you see that person desperately needs your help, it's very, very difficult to help someone who um, is not aware that they need it or they do not want it. So helping those who want is one thing. Helping those who need is an entirely different thing. So today we're talking about will and goodwill. So the difference is, I don't know if you've ever heard people say, oh, this person such, has such good will. They, they wish to do this so much. How many people do we know that say, when I win the lottery, I'll be able to open an orphanage or I'll be able to help fund research for a specific illness or you know, whatever it may be. That is what we call good will. It's, it's when people have it in their hearts that they want to do something, that they wish to do something. However, good will does not necessarily translate to will. Because goodwill can be very much just a thought, a wish, something that they have in their mind that they have the goodwill, they, they want to do it. However, will is something where you really grab the bull by its horns and you do it. Will, whoever wills something, they do it. They do the research, they, they walk the walk. Goodwill, you talk the talk, and you wish that someday you will walk the walk. But for will, you are walking the walk. I'll give you an example, and this is something that just happened this past Saturday. This past Saturday in, in our center, I, I, I go to Newark uh, Good Harvest Fraternal Group, and we have what we call the a healing circle. We have a healing um, 
it, it, it's a very therapeutic, people talk, and it's all in light of the gospel. So this lady came in for the first time and she sat down and we always ask people to say their names and a little bit about them. So this lady said immediately that uh, how hard it was for her to get there and how it, it, it's so far away where she lives and she lived, you know, 30 minutes away or whatever maybe. So she was very, it was, it was very evident that she was a little forced to be there. She was just, you know, and she came to, for the spirit, the spiritual treatment. So shortly after that, we hear a lot of screams in the hallway and there's a lot of noise and, and uh, someone comes in running asking if there were any strong men and that could help bring somebody up. Now, we are two levels up, so we're on the third floor. And 10 minutes later, this lady comes in with her daughter and her daughter is mentally ill as well as physically ill. And she's on a wheelchair that is a, a very heavy wheelchair because it, it's a, an appropriate wheelchair for, for her knees. So what happens is she comes in and her daughter comes in, you know, in the wheelchair and they both start participating in the group. And then I ask them, I say, oh, you know, welcome to the group. And obviously she has, the daughter has involuntary uh, noises that she makes and all of that, no problem. So I ask her, I said, what brings you here? You know, what is your name? And, and she says, well, my daughter doesn't speak. And I said, it's okay. It's no problem. But what are your names and a little bit about you? So immediately she says, well, it took about two hours to be here. My daughter is very resistant to uh, traveling. So we had to tie her in, in her wheelchair and inside the car. We drove two hours and we got here knowing that there was a lot of traffic. We're in a, a very busy city there in Newark. And we didn't know if we we're gonna find parking. And we had no idea how we would get to the second floor, to the third floor. But we knew we did. We knew we had to make it here because we wanted the spiritual treatment to be done. So when we got here, we figured there was a lot of cars double parked and the street was a mess, but we figured it out, we stopped for a little bit in front of the place and then we just kind of started asking people who would help us come up and we're here and they stayed there for the entire time they had their spiritual treatment they participated in the group but the interesting thing is the other lady who was only there for about 10 minutes when she heard this um, testimony of how amazing it was for this lady to get to the to, to the center she couldn't handle it she left. She actually, it, she was bothered by her will. You see the difference? Goodwill is from one lady, and I'm not saying this to, to lower anyone. It's just that in her time will come where she will have the will to be there, not the goodwill, as if I really feel that I want to have the spiritual treatment and I want somebody to kind of, you know, take care of me and I'll get out of here and I'm great, but I don't want to do the work. I really don't want to really drive half an hour. I don't want to be in the group because it is a requirement to participate in the group. It's a psycho-spiritual uh, healing circle. So before you go for the treatment, you, you should participate in the group. So one person, they want something, but they're not, they're, they're just, it's just goodwill. The other lady who comes with a daughter who is in a wheelchair has to be lifted three levels. We don't have an elevator. So that's why I'm saying how hard this was. So we had three or four people helping carry her all the way up and then back down. And she has a lot of different special needs. She drove two hours without knowing how she would get up three levels in a wheelchair. Yet she got it. She went 
and she did everything. And she was so very thankful at the end that she wants nothing more than be there. So what I think is goodwill alone doesn't mean much. It just means that you want to someday walk the walk. But for now, you're just talking the talk. Now, Will is this, this lady who has this desperation and she's seeking to heal herself and her daughter, whatever that may be. It could be just that day from her being able to participate in a group full of people. That's healing. That's psychologically and spiritual healing to a spirit instead of being closed in, 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 a, in a room all day. So that is a difference of will and goodwill. And that's my question. Do you have the will to get what you want in life? Do you have the will for your own healing? Or at this point, you're just having the goodwill. You want to, but you're not quite there to do the work. And we're all at different levels. Sometimes we're at a goodwill. Sometimes we, and sometimes the pain is so big that we don't have a choice. We are um, pushed to will, to do it. I wanted to read something for you, and this is from the Spirit's book. Uh, I'm sorry, the Medium's book. This is from the Medium's book because there's a lot of talk about magnetism, and, a lot, and we're going to talk a lot about it. Magnetism, there's a lot of people in the spiritual, the spiritist uh, movement, I guess. I'm not going to say the, the, the doctrine. The doctrine is very different than the spiritist movement. Movement is groups of people who, who kind of do their thing and do what they believe. The spiritual, the spiritist doctrine is this. It is what it is. It's written in here. It's not anybody's opinion. This is the doctrine. Okay. This is this medium's book. So for those who the word magnetism bothers them, then it's tough because it's right here. It's on the medium's book and many others. Okay. So anyway, on chapter uh, eight, I want to read a little bit on what it says about will. We know the crucial role played by the will in all magnetic, magnetic phenomena. But how many, how may we explain the material action of such a subtle agent? The will per se is not an entity, a substance or even a property of highly etherealized matter. Rather, it is the essential attribute of the spirit. So the will is the essential. It's essential. When we say essential, you need it. That's, that's part of it. That's in the DNA of the spirit. So that's the will. You must take action. You must will the healing, okay, of the thinking being. With the aid of this lever, the spirit acts upon the elementary matter, and by a, a consequent action, it reacts upon its com uh, components whose intent properties can thus be transformed. So the will, when the spirit wishes to heal, it will be in touch with the right properties of the matter for that to change and, and for that healing to take place. There is so much more in this chapter that you can look it up and then you can learn as far as the will go. Um, the will is an attribute of both the incarnate and the errant spirit. And hence the power of the magnetizer, which we know res, uh, reside, results from the force of his or her will. So whoever is the magnetizer, we're talking right here is the word, right here is talking about magnetism. 
the person who does, who, who, who is the magnetizer must have the will, his will and the spirit's will, of course. So for any kind of healing to take place. This is really interesting because um, those who conduct passes, those people who do the passes, they're magnetizers and they're always being helped, of course, by the spirit, the spiritual entities. Of course, there are their own magnetism. There's the mixed magnetism. And then when only the spirit is acting, it's in uh, just the spirit magnet uh, pass. But most of the times at the centers, we talked about the mixed magnetism. So you need the will. And the will is not something that you just, oh, I wish for this person to be cured. The will is, I am going to use my entire spirit. I'm going to, I am the spirit, but I am going to uh, listen and I'm going to do whatever action is necessary to change the properties in this person's body for the cure to be obtained. Can we do that? Do you think we are able to cure someone with our magnetism? Well, <laughs> read the medium's book. There, is a, there are examples and examples about it. And yes, we absolutely can. One of the questions now on chapter 14, I wanted to read to you is, is very simple. Would magnetizers who believe in the intervention of spirits act more effectively? And the answer the spirits give is they could do things that would be regarded as miracles. That means once the magnetizer, once you leave, now magnetism, you can learn. You need to study about magnetism, what healing magnetism. There are mediums that can do amazing things with the intervention of the spirits. So think about it. Once you believe, because believe is also an action, to believe something is to act. So you have the will to believe. Once I believe the intervention of the spirits, then I can do things. And this is not Deborah speaking. This is spirits that are highly, highly knowledgeable here on the medium's book. They are saying that you can do things that would be considered miracles. So we need to read this chapter. We need to read the chapter. And we're going to talk about it in the last part of our talk, just about healing mediums. But we need to study. We need to talk about magnetism because it's in the, in the, in the medium's book. And we can do, they're saying, you can do things that you would be, it would be considered miracles. Right here in the, ne in the next one that I'm going to read. Do some individuals actually have the gift of being able to heal by simple touch without employing magnetic fluid or passes? Can people have the, the, the power to heal just by touching someone, you know, the laying of the hands, without the magnetism, without their own magnetism? Are, are they able to do that? And here's the answer. Certainly. Haven't you seen so many examples? So we're saying that, yes, we actually can. And the last thing is, can healing be affected through prayer alone? This is on item eight, chapter 14 of the medium's book. So can healing be affected through prayer alone? Do you think you can heal someone just by prayer? Now, come on, we have various, various studies, scientific research that sometimes we can talk about a few here, but absolutely we can. And yes, this is the answer now. Yes, sometimes God allows this. 
So yes, of course it can happen. Now, it is sometimes for sick person's own good to continue to suffer. And then, and they then think their prayers have not been heard. So how interesting is that? Sometimes the illness is actually the cure. So some, we talked about this last week. So sometimes we think that our prayers didn't work because in reality, our pray, we're praying for something that will be um, hurtful to us. It's not going to help. It will actually hinder our progress. So prayer is working. Prayer is actually working. The problem is what's good for you is not the healing. So that is why we should never give up on praying because we don't know when that's going to no longer be needed when the illness is no longer, it has fulfilled its, its duty. So when our illnesses has already given us the message, the clear message of what it is that we need to change, learn, expiate, whatever it is, then it no longer has a place in our lives. And that is why we should constantly pray for healing. Of course we should. Why shouldn't we? We should, see, when people say about, well, you should just accept, you should just renounce, that is very different. That's just to not be a rebel, rebellious about what you're going through. But you should always seek health. You should always seek betterment of your mental state, of your physical state, of course. Otherwise, God would not have given us the tools to achieve it. God has never created something that is useless. So if there is a, a vaccine, if there is a doctor, if there is a, um, a scalpel, if there is medicine, there's usefulness. The thing is, we need to use reason to make sure that technique, that medicine, that whatever it is, is good for what we need. So, but it, if it exists, now man doesn't create, men don't create anything. We don't invent anything. Everything's been created by God. We co-create. We discover. In reality, men do not invent. We just discover. God invented everything. We just discover God's inventions. And we have to remember that very well. Now, the power of, that we have with the magnetism of the will, on question 424 of the Spirit's book, and the translation is very tough. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, whoever did the translation on that. It, I had a hard time. Um, explaining it to other people but the translate the, basically Kardec had asked the spirits like can we restore when someone is about to discarnate someone's about to die because their vital fluid is is so there's you know you die when your vital fluid is over right so when someone's about to die because their vital fluid is is no longer can you actually help them given your own vital fluid can you pass some vital fluids to that person and kind of like retie that tie that's about to, to loosen. I'm, I'm saying, you know, you're not dead, but you're just about to. And the spirits will say, absolutely, you can. You can donate out of your, you can donate vital fluid. Now, vital fluid only, you have to be alive. You have to be incarnate. Only incarnates have vital fluid. But you can absolutely, using magnetism, being a magnetizer, doing this work that requires the certain techniques, you can make someone live longer by doing that. So it's amazing what we can do with our will, with our need and with our thirst to know more. And we need to study this stuff. A lot of times, you know, and when Vanessa asked me to talk and do a series about healing, um, 
it's, it's not much talked about. People haven't talking uh, much about magnetization. Um, they haven't been talking too much about passes, techniques, spiritual healing, treatments. And I don't, I'm not sure why. Maybe because there's so much bad press on things that have gone wrong. Things made out of men and not of spirit and good spirit. But we have to talk about it because there's such beautiful work to be done. There's so many people eager to be healed. And there's so many people that are so able and capable to do amazing healings using magnetism and the right techniques and the right things. And they can study them right out of the medium's book and right out of the literature that we have. And they're so rich. Now, we can't just put this in the back burner and say, well, whenever it is, it'll happen. We have to make it happen. Um, there is, you know, I always think about this will and goodwill. And since this is the topic, I want to, to kind of like finalize today's talk, remembering that passage. And I think we've all have heard about the woman who for 12 years, this is back in Jesus's time. And this woman had this hemorrhage. This woman had this uh, blood fluid, <laughs> you know, this, this hemorrhage really for 12 years. Now think about it. This woman who's for 12 years have been suffering from this, um, you know, think about having your period for 12 years nonstop, right? Not, not fun, not fun, especially back then. Now, when you have this, you consider, first of all, if you're uh, back in the day, if, if a woman was on her menstrual cycle, she was already considered impure and she couldn't be seen outside. She couldn't have sexual relations. She could, she was already, you know, she was dirty. Now this woman did not stop. So she had this all this time yet she was always seeking to be healed. And the minute that she hears that Jesus, this man who had this amazing ability to cure, and this man was good, and she knew he was, he was, he was the son of God. She knew, she had no doubt that all she had to do was to touch his, his clothing. All she had to do was touch maybe the bottom of his clothing. She didn't need to talk to him. He didn't need to sit down and give her passes or any of that. All she needed was a touch, not even him, his clothing. And she knew she would be healed. Now, that would be goodwill if that's all she thought about. And she says, if I ever had a chance to do it. But she had the will because when she hears that this man is coming to town, she doesn't care. She leaves her home and she's not supposed to be in public with everybody else. She's considered a, a dirty. She's considered impure, right? She can get in trouble for this, but she doesn't care. She, she seeks. Remember that? Seek and thou shalt find. And she seeks for Jesus. She, she finds out where he is and where he's going to be walking. And at that time, Jesus walked. Now think about a man who can heal. I think he would have a lot of followers, a lot of people trying to get to him, right? Of course, we see it today when we have uh, healing mediums, when they go somewhere to do their good work. Um, people come from all different places. Little do they know they can do this um, themselves a lot of times, right? But it's good. Get the service of someone who, who can do this, who has the ability, the experience. Amazing. So she goes and she seeks Jesus and she goes. And now there's a multitude of people. You could imagine how Jesus is in the middle of 
all these people wanting to to listen to him to get healed to get healed to, to you know all of this so jesus is kind of like ugh, you know just being really just in the middle of this and this woman she kind of shoves her way into it and she's able to touch his clothing the bottom of his 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 robe and she touches it and then what does jesus say he turns to peter and he says peter somebody touched me and then peter says well guess what there's you know a lot of people here everybody's touching everybody I'm, you're you're being trampled here there's so many people um of course somebody touched you and jesus says no 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 peter no 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 someone really touched me someone touched me because i felt virtue coming out of me that means jesus felt the healing this magnetism this cure coming out of him into this person because this person had the will this person went with a a goal to be healed and she did the work she walked the walk and she touched him now if we go to um it's on genesis on kardec's genesis it's very clear that says that sometimes the cure can be obtained by the mere wish by the mere will of the one who is seeking the healing so sometimes in, in that episode it's very interesting for us for us to think jesus had no idea he had cured he wasn't consciously um he wasn't aware that he was curing at the time he just felt a cure coming out so it was pulling out of him from this woman it jesus was not aware that she was the one so it was her wish that is why he says your faith healed you because she he was healing and he wasn't even aware that he was healing you see that jesus was not a medium because jesus didn't need the mediumship of healing he could very well heal he knew all right so jesus was not the medium of god we don't we, don't, we shouldn't say that because that isn't true um, and that's, again, that's also in the Genesis. There's that question, if Jesus was considered a uh, healing medium. No, he healed because he could heal, not a medium. He wasn't acting on another spirit's wish or will. But this woman is the one that, by her will, she pulled her own cure. And that's when Jesus said afterwards, wait a minute, I felt something. So, of course, if he felt something, is because he was not aware that he says, you know, he was saying, okay, thou shall be healed many cures jesus uh, operated he healed he said come to me and he did the thing that he needed to do when he healed in this case she's the one that pulled from jesus the fluids the right fluids for her healing so that is the very essence of healing of will so bringing this to today what can we say are we healed are we here wanting to be healed or are we here just having that goodwill that hopefully someday? Or are we acting on it? How can we act on it? We have to walk the walk. We have to, you know, people, sometimes you have, uh, you suffer from whatever. It could be a mental illness or a physical. You cannot stop. You can't. I know mothers who have children. When they have any kind of anything that is... Uh, you know, that's going to bring a lot of uh, uh, need for research, they are 
they are, I'm telling you, these mothers, they'll do anything for their children. They'll look for every single treatment. They'll take their children to, to China, to Germany, to Brazil, to wherever it is. If they, if they hear that there's a possibility, there's a new research, there's a new drug, there's a new, they'll do it. You know what? Because a, a mother's will to heal their children, it, it's amazing. It's a powerful thing. And we know that mothers can heal by the breath, right? We know there's passes that are the breathing passes, right? I hope that you all know this technique. And if you don't, research. There are certain types of passes that you blow, you know, your, your breath. And there's the cold and there's the hot for different purposes on that area of your body that's, that's ill. And, it's, and it works. You have to study. You have to know the techniques. But again, when you have the will, you have to research and you have to do it. And don't you give up for a second. Because we're not made to give up. Nobody. And I know whoever's listening, you may have any kind of illness. You may think, oh, Deborah, you don't know. My, my, no doctors, you know, no doctors give me any, any hope at all that this will ever go away. Or someone might be listening here and saying, well, my mother and, and she's in such and such country. And, you know, we don't have the, the there is actually cures, but we don't have the money to do that. You do what you can. That's all we have to do but we have to do it. And I'll tell you something, one of the very most powerful things we can do is prayer. I just read to you that God permits healings through prayers. And if the prayers don't work, and I, I put here quote unquote work, believe me, they're working. And believe me because if you're a spiritist, you, you have to believe, you don't have to believe, you have to reason it and you have to read the literature Kardec's work and then you know that it is working so do not give up do not confuse goodwill with will do not live a life just on goodwill live a life on will walk the walk do what you have to do pray research read the spirit's book read the medium's book read the spirits um the magazines all the literature the 12 of them Read, because the reading that you will do, you will find wonders. You may very well find the material that you need to do your own healing. So do not just be one of those people that have goodwill. Oh, maybe someday I'll get to the therapist. Oh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I have this problem, but it's not that big of a problem. I guess I'll just deal with it every day. You don't have to. You don't have to live like that. Maybe your ailment. Maybe your sickness, maybe your, um, your disease, it's there for a purpose. Maybe it's fulfilling a need of the spirit. And then we accept with the will, always searching, always praying. Because there's a point that you don't need it anymore. It served its, its purpose. So I want to tell everyone to really have the will. Do not give up. Do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on your friends, on your parents. Do not give up on anyone that you see and may be in need of help. And remember, I'm not saying that it's easy to, to, to help those who need because people who need help not necessarily want it. But if you ever come across anybody who wants your help, it is your duty to help them heal. Thank you, everyone. Next week, we'll talk... Uh, I don't have the, uh, the thing here. Uh, I forgot the title of the talk next week, but we'll continue next Monday. Let me see if it is next week because there's one day this 
No, next week I'm going to be lecturing at Mount Vernon at the Spiritist Center there. So next week we will not have a talk next Monday, but we'll be back on the 2nd. So March 2nd is the next time I'll be here. March 2nd, it'll be Monday at 7 o'clock. And if you didn't see my previous, uh, you know, my previous talk, go for it if you wish to. I did talk about why the illnesses, uh, why the afflictions. Just go back there on Kardec Radio and, uh, and you'll be there. And I just want to say hi to a few people. If you guys have any questions, any comments, please uh, put it here and I'll do my best. Let me see what we got here. We have some people I can't see anymore because my screen, you know, just went out. Um, we have Solange Souza. We have Melissa Deline. Melissa says, true. Sometimes we need to go through something we're still not aware of. Let's never give up on trying to find different ways of healing. Absolutely, Melissa. Absolutely. Um, we cannot give up. That's the thing. We, we, own it, we owe it to ourselves. Do not give up. Even if sometimes things seems to be going downhill and the more I seek, the worse it's getting, it isn't. Because if you were inactive, it would have been to the bottom of it already. So whatever it is, it is the team of spirits that are there vibrating for you, cheering for you. They're helping you. They're doing, yes, go for it. Keep trying. Keep trying. Do not give up. If this seems to be going downhill, another area is being worked. Do not give up no matter what. We have Hercules is here. Uh, we have Cesar Silva's here. We have oh, we have so many people, but the thing is not working, so I don't know. Uh, Solange Souza is saying yes. Solange, I can't get this thing to work. Uh, Dulce's here. Hi, Dulce. We have Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, Cesar says, "Wow." Oh, <laughs> você é demais. He says, you're, you're awesome. <laughs> uh, I like your lectures. The last one I saw was at the Alan Kardec Spiritist Center of Massachusetts in Maldiv. Thank you, Cesar. Uh, yes, it's been a little while since I've been there to uh, Alan Kardec. I, I love going up to uh, Massachusetts and doing lectures there. I should be there in June this year, so hope to see you there. Um, we have Andrea Valeda's here. We have Nora. We have Andrea saying thank you. Thank you too, Andrea. And I cannot see anyone because I cannot, my little mouse here is not working too well, so I cannot go up and down. But I hope you guys um, could take some goodness out of my uh, talk here. I apologize if I've said something that is not correct. I ask you to please correct me and you can put the link and the right things here because I kind of, you know, happen to be human too. So sometimes I will make mistakes. Um, I do try to check everything before I say it. And, uh, but if I say something that is not correct and it is against anything that Kardec says, please, it is your duty to bring it up to me. Now, if it is my opinion, I'm very clear to say it is only my opinion. And that, please check and make sure that my opinion will make sense. Go through reason. Do not take anybody's opinion as Kardec's work. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful night. I hope to see you all not next Monday, but March 2nd. Bye-bye.